Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's Messiah Monday message. I'm super excited to cover 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, because I don't know what it was, honestly. I just read this these first six verses, and I said, I have to cover this, because I just felt like the Lord was, was calling me, and sure enough, um, felt like there's some good points to be had here that I'm excited to share with you all. So here's the passage. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter of recommendation within our hearts to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ towards God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Yeah, so I have three main points here, and they're kind of lengthy, so hang on, this is going to be a fun ride. So this first point is, is I start with a question here. Are you a letter from yourself to society? Or a letter of Christ, from Christ, to the world. Now here's the thing. We all have feelings, thoughts, and opinions on how we think life ought to be. When we commend ourselves and don't recommend God, these thoughts, feelings, and opinions become skewed. And yeah, tough times, pain, uncertainty can bring out the absolute worst in us. Just like waiting until the last possible second to complete an assignment for school can make the work that much more sloppy. Lots of errors. And from there, we then may come up short in this circumstance. And we will tally things up to excuses. And, uh, and just, you know... Be play victim to the circumstance, saying, oh, well, I only had three hours to, to write this 10-page paper. If I had had 10 or 15 hours, I would have done so much better. Yeah, woe is me. Three hours to do this is just not right. I'm going to, you know, gosh, they should have extended the due date due to, you know, this football game losing the other day and a few other things going terribly. But the thing is, is that if we let excuses, no matter how tough they may be, um, justify whatever it is that happened in our lives, we will be giving ourselves a pass to not improve, to not overcome whatever it was that kept us from um, accomplishing that goal. And... I, I deal with this a lot in my life. I'm very stubborn. And, I mean, I see it in my, my distance running all the time. I will say, I did everything possibly right to prep for this race. 
but just something didn't happen. And at the end of the day, I then, after I go back through and realize, shoot, I didn't do this or that. Those are two really important things, and it's completely my fault. And next time, the time that I actually do those things properly, boom, I run best race of my life. Likewise with writing a paper. Shoot, if I had started this, you know, a week ago, I could have spent only 20 minutes a day knocking out the same work, and shoot, I would have, you know, probably gotten an A on this because I would have had time and I wouldn't have been crunched. But then some folks, including myself on a few things, would argue, under pressure yields diamonds. But I'm going to get to that in a sec because ungodly pressure does not yield godly diamonds. I'm just saying it's godly pressure leads to godly diamonds. But then here's the thing. As a letter from Christ to this world, we especially have to be self-reflective and not let excuses be our crutch. Because the way I see it right now, I'm, I'm just thinking about, you know, the, the state of the world right now. It's, yes, it is unprecedented, and it is, it is scary, like the, this uncertainty. But what we need to be thinking about is our trust is not in the economy. It is not in this earthly establishment, but it is in the good God Almighty. And with that, we have to understand that there are going to be uncertain times. And what we need to be doing in this life is we need to understand just how blessed we are. Because the equivalent of the, the times that we're in today is like basically if a hundred years ago someone just snapped and turned off gravity and people were able to fly everywhere. That sounds absolutely crazy, but think of it this way. Think of it as suddenly someone snapped their fingers and we got rid of gravity and people could float everywhere. And just without thinking, people just started flying as high as they could and they didn't think about, well, shoot, what would happen if gravity suddenly turned back on and I'm like 30,000 feet into the stratosphere? Would it not be a good idea to, you know, have a precautionary parachute? Would it not be good to, you know at least, you know, figure out maybe why it is that gravity is, is gone and is missing and why this has suddenly happened. And with that, I'm saying in these tough times, we have to be self-reflective. We have to be like, okay, just because things are good and work in this good times does not mean that it's going to work all the time. And that's why we have certain precautions and certain things in place that, you know, make it so when we do have tough times, we're following the plan and we're not just a bunch of animals running around with our heads cut off being a victim to uncertainty instead of a conqueror of it with the Lord coming through us. And what I have to say here is that the Lord is working to fill that gap in our lives. And just because he is the gap that is filling in for all our sins, talking about us always fallen short of the glory of the Lord on our own, Romans 3.23, doesn't mean that we can just neglect growth because he has our get-out-of-jail-free card. No. He wants us to grow to better spread the message of his good news, which gets me into my second point. Everybody has a voice, and they want that voice to be heard and understand. And let me repeat that. They want to be 
heard and understood. No, it's like there are people out there. I mean, hey, even little children that are, that they can't even speak. They, they cry out and they scream and they have nothing to say with their words, but they want to be heard and understood. And that goes for some adults too, myself included at times. I will so desperately want to be heard and understood that I will spout out a bunch of garbage a lot of times. And with that, God is no different in that the impact of Him being heard and understood in your life is eternal life. And we are living, breathing examples of what this can look like. And also, as I said, with doing garbage, self-include there, um, of what it shouldn't look like. And because of Christ, you know, dying for us and us, our repentance of sins and putting those sins on the cross, no one's keeping tally of how many times you're on either side. But the former... Basically, the side that is an example of what it means to be godly in our lives, that leads to what God has in store for us, which is greater than any, you know, MTV Cribs destination that we have out there. Any, any place that society is saying is, is better than that love that, that God is for us, which nothing matches it. My point here is that when we humble ourselves to the point where we know he truly is our God. We'll be very aware of the latter to where we can feel the uncleanliness, like an uncovered sneeze to our face, and magnify that times what's going on here. And repentance, repentance is the sanitizer and the Lysol from God that clears up this message. Because here's the point. I just know as a fact in my job, if I go into a meeting and I have someone snot all over my face after they sneeze on me, I'm not going to get my message of helping folks across to them. So the point is, is when we're re repenting, and yes, initially we put our, and always we have our sins are on the cross with Jesus. But when we're repenting and actively self-reflecting and working on improving ourselves, we are clearing the path for God to, to come through and have that message be a lot more clean and clear to where we are then e more easily heard and understood. Matter of fact, he actually wants us to be heard and understood so much that he's written the message into our soul and very flesh that has spurned that yearning. And this yearning is the Holy Spirit, which leads into my third and final point. There is nothing that defeats divine-rooted confidence. It is the mark of the Holy Spirit at work and yields accomplishments out of us that we never could have imagined possible. Seriously, I, I deal with it every day. I will sometimes go up in front of a large amount of people and just say stuff, and they'll clap, and I'm like, what is going on? I don't even remember what I said. And it's, it's God at work because... Not, this, not that I'm saying I don't plan for things. I do. But God is in the intangibles. And when we go and we're, we're doing things, when I'm writing these sermons, he's coming through us in ways that we could never be able to come through ourselves on our own. 
And with this, you have to believe in him, especially in these times of chaos, and even ask him to help you in your unbelief. There is nothing to hide from the Lord. So why cheat yourself by letting these small demons of uncertainty or shame keep you from letting God take the reins? In him, we understand that his ways aren't our own, and we then are able to embrace a life that is well beyond anything we could ever have deserved on our own, nor believed could be anything short of the heaven we seek every day. And that's the point, is that this life, if done right, is not our own. It's rented. God owns it. And it's way the heck better than anything we could buy with, with any of the stuff that we can get in this life. As a matter of fact, it costs our soul. And this time on earth, it's borrowed time, and it's a blessing. And I'll tell you, it's, it's an amazing life, an amazing gift that we all have to be sitting here and breathing whether it be face-to-face -face with folks or six feet plus or however far away. And I'll tell you this. I love each and every one of y'all. God be with you guys as we get through this week. You all have a great week. Send me prayer requests. I'm praying for you. Stuff is, is all over the place. I know it. And God be with you. And I look forward to sharing again next week or maybe sooner.